Welcome to Digital Stratosphere, the podcast that helps organizations throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys. Here, you will find independent and technology agnostic advice with no software vendor sales spin to help you make the best decisions for your organization. Whether you are in the process of selecting technology, in the midst of your transformation, or trying to get your initiative back on track, Digital Stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help. When defining a digital strategy for your transformation, it helps to look at examples of how you might define that digital strategy for your organization. What exactly is it that we need to do to do that? That's what I want to talk about here today. My name is Eric Kimberling. I'm the CEO of Third Stage Consulting. We're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world to reach their third stage of digital transformation success. And on my YouTube channel, I recently posted a video that dives into this digital strategy framework. It's a deep dive strategy methodology that you can find a link to right here. And in this video, if you click on that, you'll find about a 20 minute description of this slide right here. This is where I dive into all the different work streams of what digital strategy is and what some of the things are that you need to think about as you go through defining your digital strategy in a way that's aligned with what it is you're trying to accomplish as an organization. So what I want to do today is not talk through the details of this slide because you can do that in the video I already have on my channel, but instead I want to summarize this slide and give you a couple case studies and examples of how we might apply this framework to our digital strategy and defining our digital transformation approach and roadmap. Now for simplicity purposes, I'm not going to go through each of these boxes and define all the strategic variables within all these different boxes. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna summarize three different areas. One is the business process management piece of things. I'm gonna summarize the organizational change piece of things. And I'm also gonna summarize the technology piece, which is not only just the enterprise application piece of it, but it's also all the technology pieces that include solution architecture, business intelligence, and analytics as well. So we're gonna cover these three things right here in a few examples I'm gonna give you. And what I wanna do is give you three hypothetical scenarios, which are actually real scenarios based on some of our current clients. And I'm gonna explain to you who the organization is without mentioning them by name, but I'll describe what the situation is and what some of the strategic considerations and variables are for each of those three scenarios that I'm gonna share with you. Now, before I dive into this though, for more best practices on digital strategy and to better understand digital strategy, I encourage you to download our digital strategy playbook. And it's a playbook that includes this framework and it describes this framework in more detail. You can download that playbook for free by scanning the QR code in front of you on the screen, or you can go to the links in the description field below. So let's dive into our first example. I'm gonna simplify this slide right here by taking us to a, a more simplified template here that focuses on those three things that I just mentioned a moment ago. You'll see here that we're gonna focus on operational strategy, people strategy and technology strategy. And this first example in the sort of blank canvas that I'm starting with on the digital strategy side of things is a Fortune 100 company. So this is a Fortune 100 global company. And the thing about this company is not only are they big, not only are they complex and highly diversified, but they're also an organization that has grown through M&A, mergers and acquisitions. And the other thing to note here is they've grown through mergers and acquisitions, but they're also trying to figure out as part of that acquisition strategy of how to standardize and scale. So these are sort of the high level strategic imperatives and the situation at a very high level. Fortune 100 global, they've grown through acquisition, and now they're trying to take all these disparate operations 
and standardize their operations and scale. Well, the types of strategic considerations we're going to look at for this scenario are going to look a lot different than some other scenarios in the marketplace. So in this case, the operational strategy or the business process strategy is going to be very much focused on standard business processes. So here's where we're going to look for ways to standardize our processes. And we're going to look to disparate processes and fragmented business processes. And we're going to try and find ways to standardize those. We're also, as part of the strategy, perhaps going to move to a shared service model. And what this means is that instead of having multiple IT groups or multiple HR departments or multiple accounting departments, for example, now we're going to move to a shared service model where let's just assume we've gone out and acquired a bunch of companies that had their own IT, their own HR, their own accounting. Now we're going to look to ways to consolidate that into single functions. And that's going to help us drive down cost. It's going to help us drive consistency across the organization. And it's going to allow us to be better prepared to scale as an organization. So that shared service model is something that you might find in this sort of scenario. And just to take this one step further, one of the operational strategies that many of our clients that fit into this bucket go for is they want a one business model. So they're trying to act like one business. They're not moving to a shared service model or to standardized processes just because they want to, and not even just because they want to drive costs down, but it's also because they want to start acting like one business. They don't want to act like 10 or 20 or 30 different businesses or however many companies they went out and acquired. They want to act like one global company with a standard set of business processes, shared service models, and one, one business model. Now, when we look at the people strategy then in this particular situation, our people strategy is going to be a little bit different here, and it needs to align with the strategies we've defined so far. So for example, our people strategy might be more focused on changing roles and responsibilities. And the reason this is important is because we're moving to the shared service model. So if we're going to consolidate functions, and we're no longer going to have a dozen different HR departments or a dozen different accounting departments, now we're going to have one accounting department or one HR department or whatever it is, that's going to be a significant change to roles and responsibilities. It may also mean that we're going to have planned attrition. It may mean that we're going to eliminate jobs. Not a lot of companies do this as part of their transformation, but many do. And that's something that's very sensitive. It creates a lot of turmoil. It creates a lot of chaos. And it can create a lot of resistance to change as a result of this because people ultimately don't want to lose their jobs or they don't want to see their colleagues or their friends losing their jobs. So you may see resistance to change at a higher level because of that planned attrition. And overall, change management is going to be important for each of these scenarios that I'm going to talk through. So I'm not going to call that out as a unique people strategy for this particular situation. But it is worth noting that change management will become very important in this scenario. But one thing I will call out as a standalone unique thing is the change impact. In this scenario, the impacts and the changes to the organization are going to be pretty significant. They're going to be more severe and in some ways more harsh than you might see in another digital transformation. So for that reason, we have to fully understand what the change impact is so that we can deploy a change strategy that enables those impacts and allows us to move forward with that organization in that model. Now that we've defined the high-level operational strategic variables and the organizational strategic variables, now we can start to look at the technology strategies that are going to best enable this scenario. And in this case, this might be a situation where we absolutely do want a single, fully integrated tier one ERP system. 
because it's going to allow us to standardize processes. It's going to give us the scale we want. It's going to better support our shared service model. It's going to allow us to scale the organization potentially better than we have before. So in this case, we might be looking primarily at tier one ERP systems. And if you aren't familiar with the term tier one, these are basically the big ERP providers, the big vendors that provide big solutions for big companies. This is going to be your SAPs of the world. It's going to be Oracle, maybe Microsoft, maybe Workday. Those two systems are technically tier two at this point, but they're moving up as larger tier, tier one sorts of systems. So this might be a situation where a tier one ERP system is sort of the plan A and best of breed or bolt-ons are going to be the exception. So in this case, we're not looking for a best of breed approach. We're looking for as close to a single ERP system as we can find. And we might have some regulatory or some legacy systems that have to remain for whatever reason that we then bolt onto. And it may also be that we have a heavy focus on a cloud strategy here because in order to scale and standardize, so a cloud strategy might be appropriate here because that better aligns with and fits with the need to standardize, the need to scale, the need to have consistent business processes, a cloud-based system or a set of systems is going to better enable that. So this gives you an example, hopefully, of how you can define some of these different variables to better support the direction you're trying to go with your digital transformation. If you are trying to achieve digital transformation success, turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the U.S., Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks. Whether you are embarking on an ERP, HCM, CRM, supply chain management, or any other digital transformation, contact Third Stage Consulting to see how we can help you reach the third stage of transformation success. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com. So now let's shift gears and look at a different example. This was the Fortune 100 global company. Now we're gonna go a different direction and provide a different case study, this time focusing more on a mid-size high-growth organization. So this is a mid-sized company, it's high growth, and it's focusing on flexibility and growth. Nimble, agile, those are a few terms that describe the situation here, nimble and agile, uh, flexible, entrepreneurial. That's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with a mid-sized company that's going through a lot of growth. Perhaps there's some private equity money behind it, or perhaps this company has just, for whatever reason, hit its stride and starting to go through some pretty significant growth in the mid-market, but whatever the case, mid-sized company that needs more flexibility. So in other words, they're not looking for standardization. They're not looking to move to shared service models, and they're not necessarily looking for common business processes. This organization strategically values being able to move fast, being able to be nimble and agile, et cetera. So what does that mean for the operational strategy? Well, first, it means that we have flexible business processes. So in other words, instead of defining processes in a way that focuses on standardizing and having one set of business processes, we might be more inclined to define processes that are built to be flexible and adjust to changing market conditions. It may also be that if we're a global company or we have multiple locations or we plan to have multiple locations in the future, we might have flexible processes based on geography or 
It could be that it's based on changing markets. And again, this is very different than defining standard processes that are meant to be repeatable, scalable, and consistent across the organization. It may be that we intentionally build our business processes to vary from location to location or to evolve as the business evolves. Now, when we shift gears and go down to our people strategy then, now we start to think about how do we deploy a change management and an organizational strategy that best fits this? Well, this is where our organizational structure is less focused on shared services, which may be the focus of a big global mature company. For a mid-sized company that's changing quickly and growing quickly, it might be that we need to build people that can respond quickly to business processes. And it might be that we're building and designing an organization that's focused less on a clear division of labor and more on flexibility and more on being able to do multiple things as an organization. So this is where we might build an org to support, I'll call it a jack of all trades mentality. And that might be an extreme term for what I'm really trying to describe. But what I'm trying to describe here is a situation where you don't have necessarily really clearly isolated roles, but instead you have people that can handle a number of different functions to provide that flexibility and to be able to respond to differing customer demands and customer needs in the marketplace. This may also mean from a resourcing perspective on the project, it may mean that we don't have a lot of bandwidth. No organization really ever has the amount of bandwidth that they need to fully support a project in an ideal way, but this type of organization might struggle even more than the first example I gave with the big Fortune 500 company because they're growing quickly and they're focused on building an organization and growing and changing, typically that means that this organization is gonna have more resource constraints. So we have to figure out how to manage a digital transformation with more limited resources. So we'll just simplify by saying there's more limited resources. And by the way, this may mean that as a result of having limited resources or more limited resources, it means that we're gonna go at a slower run rate in our implementation. It might mean that instead of having more people committed to a project more fully, we have less people committed to the project, which means the duration of the project is gonna take longer. So it might be that the overall digital strategy is a longer term horizon. Now, finally, let's look at the technology strategy. This might be a little bit different than the first example I gave with a global Fortune 500 company that wants a tier one ERP system to help standardize operations. In this case, the technology strategy might be best of breed. This might be where we look at multiple systems intentionally because it allows us to deploy technology faster. And that's really the focus here, being flexible and nimble and agile, is we're trying to get technology out the door faster and we're trying to speed up the rate at which we move and at the pace at which we operate. So we'll call this accelerated tech deployments. And it could also mean that we look at alternative technologies, not just best of breed solutions, but more uh, software platforms. So what are the not just the applications we want to deploy, but just as importantly, what's the platform we might deploy that allows us to develop new capabilities on top of the technology we might buy off the shelf. So if we deploy a software platform like a force.com, which is the Salesforce platform, or Microsoft D365 has the Microsoft platform that you can build third-party applications on, it might be that we deploy those platforms as a way for us to build our own capabilities and our own competitive advantages and provide our own flexibility with the technology we deploy. So you can see that the strategic variables here are a lot different than other examples that might involve bigger or smaller companies. So what I wanna do next is give you a third example, which is a smaller organization and what might their digital strategy look like. So the final example I'll give here is a smaller organization that's focused on growth. 
Now, this organization is, say, less than 100 employees, less than 100 million in revenue, just to give you rough numbers, easy math sorts of scenarios. Smaller organization, less than 100 million, but it's really trying to scale and grow to become a mid-size organization or a truly mid-market player. In this case, they might be using an old QuickBooks system or some sort of limited technology, and this is going to be their first foray into real, robust, off-the-shelf enterprise technologies. So in this case, our operational strategy might be even less mature than the first two examples I gave, where now we're not focused on standardizing processes or even creating flexible processes. Here, we're just focused on, let's just create the processes because a lot of times the smaller organizations are shooting from the hip and they're adjusting and reacting very quickly, but they don't have well-documented or well-defined processes. So here, the focus might become a focus on just defining processes to begin with. Might also be focused on documentation because just because you define the processes in your head doesn't mean they really exist or that they're necessarily documented. So it might be that we're defining processes, we're documented, and it might also be that we're focused on our revenue-based processes. So in other words, sales processes and other things that allow us to drive that top-line revenue growth that allow us to fuel our growth to get us to that mid-market. Whereas a larger organization, maybe revenue is not their problem, cost efficiency is their problem. Their focus might be on reducing cost and technologies that allow them to do that. For a smaller company that's going through its initial growth curve, it might be more focused on revenue processes, like your sales processes. And now, similarly with our people strategy, it might be that we focus more on onboarding and development processes. Because as we scale, we have to hire more people and we need to get a more robust HR set of processes that allow us to hire more people and have a more formalized way of bringing on and training new employees. It might be that because this is a potentially a less sophisticated organization that's never been through a big system deployment, that now we need to focus more on training and education for digital transformation best practices so that they understand, employees understand what it takes to be successful in this project. So training and development might become more important here as it relates to digital transformation. And then our technology strategy might be less focused on a big ERP system maybe not even focus so much on a best of breed solution, but more focused on targeted technologies that fuel growth, which is similar to best of breed, but it's a little bit more isolated or a little bit more targeted. So these are targeted tech focused on growth. And some examples of the technology that an organization like this might be considering would be CRM tech to fuel some of the revenue growth that they're focused on. It could also be HR or HCM tech to focus on scaling up the organization and the people that you're hiring. So these might be your two priorities right here. You may not be as worried about your financial and accounting systems or your uh, manufacturing processes, your inventory management, business intelligence, that sort of thing. Or it could be that you are, but in this example, it could be that these are the two most important things they're going to be focused on. And as a result, this organization might build an entire digital strategy that takes these things into account. So I've shared with you three different scenarios, three very distinctly different scenarios and situations that we commonly see with our clients. Some of them may resonate with you specifically and others might sort of sound like you, but not really. But the whole point here is to help you understand and think through defining what it is you wanna be when you grow up as an organization, what are your high level strategic goals and objectives, and how can you build a digital strategy that helps enable those higher level business processes that you've defined or those higher level strategies you've defined. Now, if we go back to our digital strategy framework, and again, you can, view this by watching my digital strategy methodology deep dive video that dives into this slide and into these work streams in a lot more detail. 
But if we dig into this, we can see that there's a lot more detail that we want to get to to define. But the key commonality here is these things are all done in the context of what our overarching business and organizational strategy is. And we need to define a digital strategy that best fits our needs. There is no one size fits all answer. There's no silver bullet. You need to define a digital strategy that best fits what it is you're trying to accomplish as an organization. So for more best practices and lessons on digital strategies, I encourage you to read our digital transformation report, annual report we publish each year that highlights some of the best practices, lessons learned, and also provides a number of software reviews and rankings from an independent perspective on technologies that might be the best fit for your organization in different types of scenarios. So I encourage you to read that. You can read that report by scanning the QR code in front of you, or you can go to the links that I've included in the description field below. So I hope you found this information useful and hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com.